You are listening to the Modern Marriage Podcast with Hannah and Brandon Como. As a marriage and family therapist, I am passionate about helping modern marriages thrive in today's world. Brandon and I understand the challenges that many marriages face, and our goal is to help you navigate life as a modern couple. We will discuss obstacles, share our own experiences, and help you create solutions to have the marriage that you have always wanted. Welcome into the Modern Marriage Podcast. I am Brandon Como. That lovely voice you just heard was my wife, Hannah. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome into our third episode here on this podcast. And in the last episode, we talked about communication styles Mm -hmm. and the different communication styles that people fall into and the communication styles that we want to strive to have with our spouse. That's a great point. And I really wanted to talk about this today because I I felt like there was more for us to discuss. Mm -hmm. Communication is the number one issue when it comes to couples. Mm -hmm. A lot of complaints or a lot of issues that a lot of couples have is on communication having trouble resolving conflict. And so I felt like it was such a good topic for us to bring back today because I felt like it needed more more of a discussion, more right. things to be able to add. I felt like we had a lot more that we did not get to discuss last time that we can really bring into this episode today. Breakdowns in communication lead to breakdowns in relationships. Right. And so we're going to dig deeper today mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about communication and how there are some traps that we can easily fall into, ways to identify that and ways to correct it. Mm-hmm. And it's the number one thing that everybody struggles with. Mm-hmm. And so no matter, even if you are a really good couple, you do great, you uh, often get along mm-hmm. and and, and even resolve conflicts pretty well, you can still easily fall into the trap of struggling with communication. It's so easy for miscommunication to take place mm-hmm. for anyone. And so that's why, again, it really is such a good topic for us to talk about today. So one of the cool things about being married to a marriage therapist is that I become very familiar um, <laughs> with therapy and people that are leading voices in mm-hmm. the world of therapy. And they're certainly one of those leading voices that we're going to uh, bring into the conversation here because really he brings up some great information and in regards to communication. Right. And that is John Gottman. John Gottman from the Gottman Institute, really is the guru of relationships. So if you're in the therapy field or you're familiar at all with relationships, you're going to find his his name very familiar. Mm -hmm. And so he talks about one of the number one things that he loves to talk about or that he created is called the Four Horsemen of Communication. Mm -hmm. And so he loves to do a breakdown of really the four main kind of communication styles, the areas that we fall into as humans. That's what I really want to talk about today. So there's no doubt that we have all at some point in time communicated using any of these four different approaches that we're Mm -hmm. talking about, whether it's criticism, contempt, defensiveness, or stonewalling. (laughs) We have all expressed that at some point or another in our conversation with our spouse or with the person that we're in a relationship with. Right. Especially when heated conversations start to arise. Absolutely. And so the number one, like you pointed out, is criticism. Mm -hmm. And so that's the number one horseman of communication. That one in particular is really difficult if Mm -hmm. you have a love language 
that is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's because if your love language is words of affirmation and you love to be able to receive mm-hmm. The accolades, the affirmation, the positive words, if that is something that means a lot to you in particular, criticism is going to feel 10 times worse because it's taking the love language and doing the reversal to that. Well, it's like uh, Dr. Emerson, another person who is very well versed on speaking on marriage and relationships, Mm -hmm. talks about it's like your air hose is being stepped on. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that you pointed that out. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were approaching marriage when we were dating when we were engaged mm-hmm. we went to a lot of uh, marriage conferences we really want to invest in our relationship and so we listened to i think it was a video by him yes absolutely. and he talked about the two biggest things that are most important for males and females Love and, and how we view things and how we view things differently mm-hmm. men want to be respected women want to be loved right Mm-hmm. And it seems pretty simple, but mm-hmm. I loved his viewpoint on right. how he explained everything. And one thing in particular is that women, again, want to be loved. They want to be prioritized. Mm-hmm. That is something extremely important to them. They want to feel that. Not only told that, they want to be shown that. Mm-hmm. And so there's multiple ways to do that. And for men, their number one thing is to be respected. Yeah. If you disrespect them, if you criticize them, if you name call, if you disrespect them as a man you have, again, stepped on their air hose. It's kind of like their breath. They can't breathe. And if you want to escalate a conflict, the first thing that you do is step on his airway. So when we bring up criticism, I think it's important to have a conversation of making sure that we discuss the difference between criticizing and expressing a complaint. Mm -hmm. Because many times expressing a complaint to your spouse can seem to that spouse as if they're being criticized, mm-hmm. but it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that they're being criticized. It's just an explain a complaint that is being expressed to them. So I think we need to point that out. Right. I I think that's a great point mm-hmm. to be able to distinguish between a complaint that you have with your partner mm-hmm. and to criticize them. And so a complaint or something that you want to bring up to increase communication. You're going to approach it entirely different. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that we talked about in the last podcast was that uh, I love that we brought up or you brought up mm-hmm. the sandwich. Yeah, yeah. And the sandwich that we talked about earlier really is the bread mm-hmm. and the meat of of what you're talking about. Right. So the bread is going to be what's going on good in your relationship. Mm-hmm. What is your partner doing right? And can you highlight those things to really segue the conversation so that he doesn't feel like it's very negative. You're attacking. And so it really starts off the conversation in a positive way. Right. And then you're able to get your point across on what you feel like you could both improve on. Well, it's definitely very important in a relationship that you're not always going to the meat of it, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're making sure that you give compliments because if you're just constantly giving criticisms, then you could be giving a false impression that, you're very unhappy in the relationship and that you just have things to complain about, that you're just a complainer. But that's why it's important to be able to point out the good qualities that either the person has or that the person is doing Mm -hmm. in that relationship. So that way you're not giving them a wrong impression. 
And I love that you brought that up because I heard somewhere that the first 30 seconds of a conversation with your partner is going to be the predictor of how that conversation is going to go. If the first 30 seconds you're being very negative, very critical, it's going to escalate that conversation and you're going to end up in a disagreement, an argument or a fight. Uh, But if you can really make the first 30 seconds of that conversation positive or on a positive note, uh, you're going to spend that conversation a lot differently and you're going to be much happier with how that conversation went or the results. Absolutely. As we talked about, there are four horsemen in communication styles. And so we just touched on one, which is criticism. The second one is contempt. And with contempt, this is involving where you're disrespecting your spouse, you're mocking them, ridiculing them, calling them names. It's very similar to the first one, which is criticism, but it takes criticism and it goes a bit further. And so that's what contempt does. And so when I say that, I mean, like you said earlier, the disrespect, the mocking, escalating the argument by name calling Mm -hmm. or just really attacking each other and attacking each other's character. You know, what's crazy too. And One thing I appreciate about the Gottman Institute is they base all of this on research. Mm -hmm. They say that research shows that couples that are contemptuous of each other, Mm -hmm. like we've been describing here, are actually more likely to suffer from infectious illness, such as colds, the flu. And I I think the stress of those conversations breaks down your immune system. It absolutely does. leads to you getting more sick. Yes, you are totally right. Uh, Stress does exactly that. It breaks down our immune system and we're not able to fight off normal sicknesses. And so when we're stressed, you know, we do get sick more often. That's why it's important to not only take care of our mental health, but also to have a good marriage and a good relationship because we're going to be able to not only succeed in our marriage, in our relationship, not only mentally or emotionally, but we're also going to succeed physical in our physical health. He calls contempt the single greatest predictor of divorce. Yep. That's so true. I definitely could see how that would be the case. Yeah. So I I love all of the stuff that he does, all the stuff that he talks about. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think it's so important for us to have this conversation today, to talk about these things Mm -hmm. and to be able to share what's going on in relationships that really keep you from succeeding. So another one of the four horsemen that we'll talk about in this podcast, this episode, is defensiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is typically a response to criticism, although sometimes it can be a response to perceived criticism as well. It can be a response of someone who is tired, who feels overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. and when their partner is asking them to do something, they already feel overwhelmed, and so they feel like they have failed in that instance, Mm -hmm. and so they naturally become defensive in responding to, well, hey, did you get this done? Yeah, that's a great point because that's the breakdown in communication, right? Is whenever uh, someone has said something to them, like, why didn't you do that? Or why did you do this a certain way? They may try to inquire about it and just Mm -hmm. be curious, but maybe how the other person is perceiving that conversation may be totally different. And so we have to remember that how it's not only how we're saying things, but how is that other person perceiving that conversation? Well, and I go back to Dr. Emerson from Love and Respect, which I would definitely recommend all couples watch, Mm -hmm. no doubt about it. Yeah, but watch the videos or uh, they could also buy the book as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's a workbook that goes with it. 
But going back to what he talked about, the crazy cycle. Mm -hmm. So I apply that to this right here. Because what you have many times is someone who's being defensive because they're stressed out and they're feeling attacked. But defensiveness often only escalates the conflict because the spouse that is being critical doesn't back down or apologize. And so you basically have two people that are feeling hurt, just continue to be a part of what we call the crazy cycle and just continue to miscommunicate with each other. And ultimately, the conversation goes awry. Right. And that's that's a perfect way to say it because it is exactly that, Brandon. It is a cycle. A lot of times couples fall into a cycle of communication where they'll start a, a conversation and it can come off very critical, very attacking. And then that in response is where the defensiveness comes from. And then that person at a defense will also be very critical and very attacking. And so they have that back and forth. Well, all that's going to do, again, is escalate that conversation. And that's where conflict starts to arise. And you have this big blow up, this big disagreement. And then you continue to have that over and over in that cycle. And that's what's going to lead to divorce. That's what's going to lead to separation. And that's going to lead to you both wanting to just simply give up. And the final horseman of the apocalypse that Gottman points out is stonewalling. Mm -hmm. It's usually a response to contempt and it happens when one person withdraws from the, from the conversation, they shut down and they just, they just simply don't respond anymore to what their partner is telling them. And this reminds me of the last podcast that we had done where we talked about passive communication. The stonewalling is very similar to that passive communicator. That person typically feels overwhelmed feels hopeless on how to resolve the conflict or the issue. And so they naturally begin to stonewall, which is shutting the other person out, shutting down and simply disconnecting from the conversation. So let's talk about how we address these four horsemen and how we fix these issues, because we don't want to just bring up problems in this podcast. We want to also be able to bring up solutions as well. That's a great point. And so he talks about a few antidotes or solutions to how to address these different horsemen of communication or these different communication styles. Mm -hmm. And so the number one thing that we talked about earlier was criticism. What is the antidote to that? And so the antidote that he talks about that I also talk about a lot with other people, with clients, with couples that I work with. And that is really that gentle startup that I said earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, when I brought up the point that the first 30 seconds of the conversation is the predictor to how that conversation is going to go, you want to make sure that you have that gentle startup. You want to make sure that how you're approaching that conversation is on a positive note and not negative. And so you want to be careful of how you, again, Approach that conversation with your spouse. One way that you can do that is by using those I statements. Uh, we've talked about that before, but that is being able to express how I feel. Instead of saying, you always do this or you never do that, uh, it comes off very accusatory. When you're talking to your spouse about a complaint or an issue that you're having, you really want to say, I feel very disrespected whenever you say that to me. That's a way for you to be able to express your I statements, express how you feel, and is really going to be able to bring that that gentle start up to the conversation. It's amazing how changing the wording can help to move change the conversation the whole, along. Yeah, yeah, change that whole outlook and change the whole conversation 
to a much better way of communicating. So that brings us back to the second horseman of the apocalypse, and that is contempt. Now, the antidote to that is building a culture of appreciation and respect. So basically what that means is even in in the small things, for instance, you know, expressing appreciation, Mm -hmm. um, gratitude, doing the little things that can build up to a lot with your partner, telling your partner what they do well, telling your partner how much you appreciate what he or she did even a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. Little things like that build up over time and it changes the culture of the relationship from one where a person can feel attacked to feeling like they're truly loved. Right. And the best way for you to be able to continue something positive in in your relationship or in your spouse is being able to highlight when they're doing things right. Mm-hmm. And so if you want more of them being romantic or thoughtful or helping you around the house or whatever they, they're doing that you really appreciate, if you want more of that, mm-hmm. Make sure that you give that attention. Make sure you compliment them. Make sure that you're bringing that up. And so the more that you highlight that positivity, the more you're going to get that thing that you really enjoy that they're doing. Think about all the things that you're really grateful for in your partner and really make it a point to every day, maybe mention at least three things that you really appreciate that they do. And I challenge you to really compliment your partner and see how it's going to change your relationship in a much better and positive way. So now that brings us to the third horseman, and that is defensiveness. And the antidote to that is just simply taking responsibility. Defensiveness is a response to a perceived attack. So as we said, the antidote to that is taking responsibility for your action. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to be able to just own up when you make a mistake. And so in relationships, we all make mistakes. We all are in the wrong. And so when we've done something to offend that other person or we've done something that we need to apologize for, let's just do it. Take responsibility for what we've done wrong. Admit that. Apologize. Allow that other person to forgive you. Learn from that experience and just move on. Yeah, you might be surprised at how your partner reacts to you taking ownership of that situation, Mm -hmm. especially if you have been defensive quite a bit in the past. You may shock your partner by taking responsibility for it, and you may get a response back that actually makes you feel really good. Yeah, and that's going to not uh, escalate a conflict, but that's going to actually de-escalate a conflict. And so if you take that, what I call the one down, or you apologize, or you admit wrong or you admit or take that responsibility, you're actually going to de-escalate that conflict and the other person is actually going to be less defensive and you're going to get a much better response in that communication. And that brings us to our fourth and final horseman, and that is stonewalling. So stonewalling, as we mentioned earlier, it's when someone completely withdraws from a conflict discussion and they no longer respond to their partner. So the antidote to that is simply taking a time out. And this kind of goes back to, again, what we talked about in the previous podcast is that passive communicator versus the aggressive communicator. And the stonewalling happens when the passive communicator begins to shut down. They begin to stonewall. They begin to disconnect from the conversation. And the reason why they do that is a lot of times they feel very attacked. They feel very overwhelmed. 
And the best antidote to that is whenever your partner is starting to shut down or they're starting to stonewall from the conversation is simply just take a break. That really is just disconnecting from each other for a set time, taking 20 minutes or 30 minutes to be able to get away from each other and really think about how you want to approach the conversation when you come back. It gives everybody a chance to breathe. It lets emotions begin to die down. And it lets you restart the conversation. And what's great about that is the person that's typically the passive communicator, they're very analytical and they need time for processing. And so if you take that 20, 30 minute break, you're going to give them or allow them time to be able to process all the emotions, process everything that's going on, and it's going to be able to come back to the conversation in a more productive way. So the good news as we wrap up our conversation on this is that by taking these words of wisdom, this research to heart and finding ways to implement them in your relationship, it will make that relationship that much better. Right. And that not that what we're here for? Mm-hmm. We're trying to be able to not only take our marriage, our relationship, and just simply make it better because we all want better marriages, and better communication. And so, again, it's reminding each other that we're all doing this together and no one's perfect. We said that earlier. It's just giving yourself the grace to be able to say, if we mess up, we're going to forgive each other and we're going to just simply start over and try again. A healthy marriage never stops growing. And we look forward to growing with you here on the Modern Marriage Podcast as we navigate through life's challenges. Absolutely. So we're so excited you joined us today. We hope you tune in next time as we grow together and we continue to change our family tree. Thank you for listening to the Modern Marriage Podcast with Brandon and Hannah Como. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share. This podcast is not meant to provide counseling, but if you are living in Louisiana and are seeking individual, couples, or family counseling, go to comocounseling.com to find out how to get started or follow us on Facebook at Como Counseling and Consulting.